Good evening and welcome to our podcast called Odd Tax Laws. My name is Lauren and today we also have Carly, Hallie, and Sarah here to talk about various federal and state tax laws that seem a bit unorthodox to an ordinary taxpayer. We found a couple of different areas of tax law that piqued our interest when examining why these laws may come into effect and why they may remain in effect today. Carly, would you like to start us off? Sure. Um, one interesting area of tax law that I found is the requirement of U.S. citizens to report income derived from bribes, illegal activities, and stolen property on their tax returns. In the past, when I've studied IRC Section 162, which covers trade and business expenses, it seemed obvious to me that taking a deduction for any bribes or illegal payments made is not allowed. However, I had never really considered the other side of the coin on this issue. Is someone who makes their living through an illegal means required to pay taxes? While it seems obvious that those making a dishonest living should have to pay taxes on their income, there is conflict between constitutional amendments that makes this difficult. According to taxfoundation.org, the 16th Amendment allows Congress to levy an income tax, but the 5th Amendment includes a right against self-incrimination includes a right against self-incrimination. So what's a criminal to do? Thankfully, I found that there are IRS publications and court cases to give thieves, drug dealers, and more some guidance on how to properly report their income. So one of the best examples that I found is in a court case. Um, in the 1927 court case, United States versus Sullivan, Judge Holmes decided that illegal income made by a liquor bootlegger should be included as income. The court held that under IRC section 213A, which states gross income includes gains, profits, and income derived from the transaction of any business carried on for gain or profit or gains and profits and income derived from any source whatsoever. Therefore, regardless of where income com comes from, it must be reported. Additionally, this case states that while it is true that the Fifth Amendment protects the right to against self-incrimination, it does not allow individuals to refuse to state any amount of money simply because it was derived from criminal activity. So if illegal earnings and stolen property must be recorded on income tax returns, how can one do so discreetly? Um, IRS, IRS Publication 17 gives us our answer because it gives instructions on how to properly report several dishonest activities. According to this publication, income from bribes, illegal activities, and stolen property should all be reported under other income on Form 1040. Reporting these sources of income as other income allows criminals to pay the full amount of their, tax, of their income tax owed while avoiding the disclosure of how exactly they produce their income. So it seems unlikely that individuals who are involved in dishonest or illegal business dealings will disclose their earnings to the government and willingly pay taxes. But just in case criminals do decide to fulfill their tax responsibility, it looks like there's plenty of guidance to help them do so discreetly. Now, if I had recovered stolen property, like if art was stolen by the Nazis and then later recovered, I could get out of paying taxes on those items. If I can prove that it was my item in the first place, then I should not be taxed. The only exception is that if I were to have originally claimed a, claimed a deduction for the loss of property, then under the tax benefit rule, I must include the value of the reclaimed property when I get back, including any increase in value since I last had it. But what happens if you were to stumble across a valuable item? Wouldn't the luck of finding that item also mean I was lucky enough not to have to pay the tax on it? 
According to the IRS, unfortunately, you would not. Recently, there was an article on Forbes that described a Mr. Kevin Kennard as finding a nine-carat diamond in a public state park located in Arkansas. There were questions on if his luck would continue and he wouldn't have to pay taxes on the found item. How are these goods regulated since it's such a weird subject? According to the district court under Cesare v. United States, the court concluded that taxpayers are entitled to pay taxes on treasure coves, and they are not entitled to capital gains treatment on the income item at issue. In this particular Cesare case, a man bought a used piano for $15 for his daughter's piano lessons in 1957. The piano continued to be used for ordinary life until almost 10 years later when they went to clean it out, they found a lump sum of $4,467 in old currency. They exchanged the old currency and reported this amount as ordinary income on their tax return for that respective year. However, the next year they filed an amended report that stated that they were due a refund for the taxes paid on that amount of ordinary income. They had three arguments stated in their case. First, they argued that the $4,467 found in the piano is not includable in gross income under Section 61 of the Internal Revenue Code. Secondly, that even if the retention of the cash constitutes a realization of ordinary income under Section 61, it was due and owing in the year the piano was purchased, 1957. And by 1964, the statute of limitation provided by Section 6501 had elapsed. And thirdly, they argued that if the Treasure Cove money was gross income for the year of 1964, it was entitled to capital gains treatment under Section 1221 of Title 26. The court eventually concluded that the taxpayers were not entitled to a refund of the amount requested, nor were they entitled to capital gains treatment on the cash found or allowed to treat it as a gift. This is because the piano would be considered the giver, and the court ruled that that just would not be logical. Therefore, unfortunately to our lucky Mr. Kennard, he would have to pay taxes on the diamond, even if he did not intend to sell them or turn it into cash. I found this rather intriguing as I find that it would be difficult to trace such possessions to an ordinary taxpayer paying individual unless it became high profile. That's really interesting that just the classification can change kind of how something is taxed. And some of the research I did really um, exemplified that as well. The first thing that I found was related to clothing. So in New Jersey as a whole, um, clothing is actually exempt from the sales and use tax. So if you go to buy a shirt or something from the store, you don't have to pay additional sales tax on that. Um, Section 1824 of the New Jersey Administrative Code kind of outlines some of some examples of things that are and are not clothes. So it states that belts are clothing, which I think is pretty intuitive, but a belt buckle sold independently of a belt is not considered clothing. Therefore, if you were to just go buy a belt buckle, you would have to pay sales tax on it. But if you buy the whole belt, then you don't have to pay tax on it, which I thought was pretty interesting. I also found that um, fur clothing was not included in the sales tax exemption. And I would have to imagine that that is to discourage the use of animal fur and inhumane ways you know, to make clothing. And another example it gave was costumes. So with Halloween coming up, um, if you buy a costume, that is part of the sales tax exemption but the costume mask that goes along with it is not. So you can buy the, the body part of your costume, but once you buy the mask, you're gonna have to pay sales tax on that. So are there any other types of sales that this type of thing might relate to, or is it just clothing? 
Now, I also found that this kind of thing uh, relates to food as well. So Portfolio 1270 outlines an analysis on something called the streamlined sales tax system. And this attempted to create consistent definitions among all of the different states for items that would be subject or exempt from sales and use tax. So states can then use these definitions to decide you know, which categories are exempt for their state and which ones are taxed. So subparagraph A is what discusses food and food ingredients. And it kind of defines prepared food in three different ways. So prepared food is either sold heated by the seller. If the seller mixes two ingredients together, that is also considered prepared. Or if the food is sold with eating utensils, that is also prepared. So in New York, I found an example that um, related to bagels. So in New York, most foods are tax exempt. However, prepared foods are subject to sales and use tax. So the New York sales, bullet, sales and use bulletin 283 gives several different examples. And if you go to buy a bagel and you purchase just the bagel itself with no additional alterations, it's tax exempt. However, if you ask for it toasted or with cream cheese or with butter, the bagel is now classified as prepared and you would have to pay an extra tax on that bagel just because you want a cream cheese on it. I think these examples really highlight how much judgment really goes into the creation of tax law when simply adding cream cheese to a bagel or purchasing a mask with your Halloween costume completely changes its categorization and therefore its tax treatment. Yeah, and Hallie, it's interesting that this portfolio is to try to get consistent definitions among the states, considering so many states have their own unique tax laws. And I actually found that New York one when I was researching different tax laws in each states. Um, and a few more, I found that in the state of Arizona, ice cubes are taxed differently than ice blocks. So ice cubes are not subject to any taxes because they are defined as being items of food intended for home or human consumption under their revised statute 15-5-860. But since ice blocks are not considered food items, they are subject to local state taxes. Um, and then in the state of Hawaii, individual taxpayers can um, deduct up to $3,000 per tree for any trees that are considered exceptional by the government once every three consecutive tax years. So their statutes in section 58-3 define an exceptional tree as one that has historic or cultural value or by reason of its age, rarity, location, size, aesthetic quality, or endemic status has been designated by the county committee as worthy of preservation. So the deduction is reserved for any costs incurred to maintain and preserve said exceptional trees. And the taxpayer might be required to show a signed affidavit by a certified arborist to claim this deduction on their returns. I know that given the high importance of land preservation and Hawaiian culture, this law makes sense logically, but it was also something that I never expected to see show up in an official tax statute. Is there anything else, um, any other state tax laws that you found that were interesting? Yeah, so the Hawaii one made sense to me as well, but this next one really confuses me. So 
The state of Colorado imposes a tax on all non-essential packaging associated with food and beverage consumption. And I personally have had way too many cups of coffee spilled in my car because of a sharp turn or a sudden break. So a lid on my coffee is personally essential, but under their regulations, a lid on a coffee cup is only essential if the beverage or food is hot. So if you're an iced coffee fanatic like me, you will be charged extra sales and use tax for the lid on the cup. And also included in this section are cup sleeves, straws, grocery bags, napkins, utensils, and so many more items that you wouldn't expect to get an extra tax. That's really interesting, Sarah. I think that really goes to show how intricate that the tax law can be and how it can be applied to just so many different different situations, whether it's buying food or finding stolen goods, or maybe if you're the one doing the stealing. Um, so that's all we have for this episode of Odd Tax Laws. Thank you all so much for listening, and we hope that you learned something interesting that may apply to a situation in your life.